You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 94. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. In our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we answer two questions. The first on Zoomer Media Limited, symbol ZUM on the TSX Venture, a Canadian multimedia company targeting the 45-plus age demographic. The company owns and creates content on television, radio, in print, digital, as well as live events. A listener asks us our take on this company, which screened well for him, but he did note the CEO's high compensation as a potential red flag. Our second Your Stock, Our Take of the Week is Namesys Inc., symbol CTZ on the TSX Venture, a profitable microcrap with a solid balance sheet that develops and sells software solutions for currency management and processing for the banking and merchant industries, principally in North America. A listener asks us our take on a stock we have profiled for several years in our cash-rich, profitable, small-cap special report. Our star of the week is Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA on the NASDAQ, which designs, develops, manufactures, and sells high-performance fully electric vehicles, as well as it designs and installs and sells solar energy generation and energy storage products. The stock is up around 58% this week and a whopping 292% in the past six months. We'll let you know if it is sustainable. I'd like to welcome my co-hosts again this week, Brennan and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Doing great. We have the the uh, the World Outlook Conference coming up here in just a couple of days. So that's always an exciting time of the year. Get to go out there, uh, speak in front of a big crowd of about fifteen hundred people, and and talk to some some current clients and some prospective clients. So very exciting. Yeah, no, it it is great because we see uh, clients from you know all across the country actually fly in and. Uh, you know, come and shake our hands in person. It's great to see them there. And there's uh, new potential clients that we have in the audience. It's a great audience, great group of people there. And I really look forward to uh, chatting at it at that event. Myself and Aaron will be chatting there uh, 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 just on Saturday. So uh, we encourage anybody who hasn't bought a ticket, come out to that event. It's a great event. If not, I think you can buy tickets online as well. Um I think we can move right into the show. We do have a busy week this week, so we're going to go into our first Your Stock, Our Take question. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. It comes from Andrew via email. He's talking about Zoomer Media Limited, symbol ZUM on the TSX Venture. He says that they're an interesting company and they've screened very highly for him and his system, uh, but they are paying their CEO roughly $1.4 million annually. It's a red flag. Uh, there's high insider ownership. He likes that. 
and it's a profitable business. He says there's a high cash position. Just curious if we'd come to the same conclusions and if we can forgive the company for paying its CEO uh, a high compensation. Uh, just really what is our take on the company right now at its current price? And Aaron, you're going to take that. I'm going to take this one. Uh, Zoomer Media Limited, Z-U-M on the TSX Venture. It's a micro cap company with a market capitalization of $36 million and a share price of about $0.05. Cents. Zoomer Media is a Canadian multimedia company targeting the 45-plus age demographic. The company owns and creates content for television, radio, print, digital, as well as live events. Television assets include Vision TV, One TV, Joy TV, and Faith TV. Its radio assets include the new classic FM station and Zoomer Radio. The company also owns the publication Everything Zoomer, as well as additional publications and media assets. I'm going to start with the listener's first concern about the company, which is the CEO pay. When I want to know about executive compensation for Canadian stock, I look at the Management Proxy Circular, which is a report that is released every year to investors. Our listeners correct that the CEO pay is approximately $1.4 million annually. Who wouldn't like that job? Uh, I think that this compensation is actually pretty ridiculous for a company the size of Zoomer. Nearly all of this compensation as well for 2019 was in the form of salary and not options. A lot of the time you'll see um, CEOs compensated largely by options, which gives them some upside to the future performance of the stock, but that's not the case here. I'd be less bothered by the high level of insider ownership. Generally, high insider ownership is a good sign. That said, my opinion here really depends on how the CEO wields his power with all of that that insider ownership and whether or not he's managing the company in a way that is creating value for all shareholders as opposed to just himself. Of course, we always pay careful note that the main focus of our research on any company is looking at the financial condition, the financial performance, not the promises. Now, the company released its fiscal Q1 results on January 16th. Quarterly revenue was just under $15 million, which was up 6% compared to the same quarter in the previous year. Operating income was $1.4 million, which was up from $237,000 in the previous year. Operating cash flow was $4.2 million, up from $2.2 the company does appear to have a strong cash balance of $14.8 million, but there is a line item on the balance sheet called Deferred Lease Liability of $22 million. This essentially looks to me like an operating lease, which we would treat as debt. In the last fiscal year, revenue was flat at about $53 million, and net income was $1.6 million, compared to $110,000 in the year before. The company also has about $650 million shares outstanding. I'll be frank, Zoomer is not the kind of company that Keystone would recommend. There are some positive things we can say about the company, such as the growth in operating income in the last quarter and last fiscal year. However, there are some major concerns that I would have as a potential investor. I do believe that the CEO pay is far too high. I have absolutely no issues with CEOs making lots of money if they're actually adding value to investors. However, in the case of Zoomer, the stock price performance has not been great over the past several years with little to no value being provided to investors. Zoomer is a tiny company with a market cap of less than $40 million and 1.4 million in CEO pay sucks a lot of value out of the business and hasn't in any way benefited the shareholders. 
Financially, there is some good profit growth and the company appears to generate significant cash flow. However, we aren't confident that this will be a sustainably profitable growth stock. There isn't much growth in revenue and margins are low. It seems that growth and profit has really been more the result of modest reductions in operating expenses. I am personally not familiar with any of the company's media assets, which isn't a great sign. Um, I am turning 45 this year, so I am just entering into their demographic, but none of the media assets are anything that I'm familiar with. I can't really make a determination of how successful this company is going to be over the next five years in a rapidly changing media environment. Finally, the company has a huge number of shares outstanding. 650 million shares for a company this size is a little ridiculous. There should probably be a share rollback at some point. Companies with such a huge number of shares outstanding need to generate a lot of earnings to produce any type of meaningful EPS. So we would take a hard pass on Zoomer right now. Yeah, I know. I would agree. Um, as a lot of shares outstanding in this company, and uh, the fact that there's just limited revenue growth, uh, we'd like to. You can cut costs, but we want to see revenue growth that's growing the business over the long term. So that would be something we definitely uh, want to see as part of the equation before we became more excited about Zoomer as a potential investment. Now, our second Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. Is Namesys Inc., symbol CTZ on the TSX Venture. The question comes in from Anthony via an email. Essentially wants to know our take on the stock at current prices. It's currently trading around $1.4, $28.3 million market cap. What does the company do? Namesys is a Canadian-based company which is engaged in the development and production of currency inventory management and control systems for financial institutions, retailers, currency carriers, casinos, mass transit operators, and various government agencies. The company offers software solutions for currency management and processing for the banking and merchant industries, principally in North America. Now, their uh, fourth quarter and annual results recently came out in the past week. Q4 2019 revenues increased 30% to $1.1 million, uh, up from 852000 in the same period last year. As the company continues to expand upon its software as a service or SaaS model, the sales cycle is shortening and the service is paid monthly. Recurring revenues include maintenance, product support, and hosting services. SaaS revenue for the fourth quarter of 2019 represented 81.7% of total sales as compared to 852 in the same period last year. Now, in conclusion on Namesys, the company appears to be in a relatively good spot financially right now with much of its revenue under a recurring model and room to grow in current market as it as there is some changes in the current market. Its balance sheet is very strong for a company of its size with $4.4 million in net cash, roughly equal to 16% of the company's market cap. Uh, While we saw growth in the first quarter in terms of uh, revenue, or third quarter, it's third quarter in terms of revenue and EBITDA, in the fourth quarter, margins came down. 
And uh, we didn't see the same growth in terms of EBITDA in the quarter. Uh, the company's shares currently trade at 15.7 times adjusted earnings or 13.2 times adjusted uh, uh, earnings after adjusting for the 16 cents in cash per share on the balance sheet. If we remove that, it's a lower figure. This suggests the shares remain somewhat undervalued, but we do caution investors uh, that in the range of $4 million in annual revenues, it remains a very small business. And while we do, we do not see physical cash being removed from the system near term, digitization of currencies remains a threat. Uh, we continue to monitor the company. It screens well as a cash-rich, profitable, smaller microcap in our universe. But again, it is a very small business with a small revenue base, so we just monitor it at present time. So it, it, it does seem like it ticks a lot of our boxes. Um, maybe not yeah. all at this time. It's something that we would definitely monitor and we'd like to learn more about the business. And that's really what it comes down to. It's one thing to, you want to see that a company is profitable. You want to see that a company has been growing um, and executing a growth strategy successfully. But you also need to understand the strategy and the business and the market to determine how sustainable that growth and profitability will be in the future. Because that's really what's going to drive the share price. Not what they've done, but what they're going to do. Yeah, the balance sheet is strong, but uh, we did see, and it was good revenue growth in the third quarter, 30%. Uh, but we did see adjusted EBITDA and adjusted net income decrease 9 and 8% respectively over the same period last year. So uh, that kind of margin squeeze there is a bit of a concern. And, you know, the, the overall market, while management believes, like they've talked about, um, they've observed on a worldwide basis, banks have been outsourcing entire fleets of ATMs to third parties, in addition to more common actions seen historically of just outsourcing services to the said machines, such as emptying and refilling devices. Now, in some cases, they've said that the cash and transit companies are actually used to purchase the network of hardware from the bank and agree to operate it under the bank's brand for a fee. Now, the company is they believe well positioned to take advantage of this trend with turnkey systems that allow cash in transit companies to immediately start up a cash vault processing service and a cash in transit service automated and integrated end-to-end -end solution. So there's a number of reasons they believe that there is growth in their market, but if we look, you know, five, ten years forward, uh, our ATMs continue to be a big percentage of the way you know of our cashless society that would be a uh, threat for the company in our opinion over the long term now maybe we're not seeing something correctly here but i do see more digitization of, of currency over time and uh, paper money which would be part of their business uh, you know as it declines in terms of uh, usage uh, you know, for us, the business could decline over time. And maybe that's why the company is such a small revenue base at this point and growing at 30%, which is great. But, you know, we see other businesses in the transaction or cash system or digital cash system growing at higher rates than this. So, you know, it's something to keep an eye on in terms of the business. So finally, we're going to look at a very well-known company. From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. Star. company that's making news uh, for years with its uh, CEO for sure is Tesla Inc. TSLA. 
uh, on the NASDAQ. Brennan, you're going to handle that one. Thank you, Ryan. Okay, so yesterday the stock was trading at around $887 US. It has pulled back a little bit today where right now it's trading at around $750. Um, and the company has a market cap of $160 billion US. Now, Tesla designs, develops, manufactures, and sells high-performance fully electric vehicles, as well as designs, installs, and sells solar energy generation and energy storage products. The stock was up around 58% this week and up a whopping 290% in the past six months. So what's driving the share price here? The share price began making a substantial climb after the company reported a surprise profit in Q3 2019, but now the share price is continuing its gains after the company has released its Q4 2019 year-end financial results on January 29th, 2020, which were again better than expected. So looking at these results, uh, revenue increased 2% to $7.4 billion compared to the same quarter last year. Adjusted EBITDA improved 13% to uh, around $1.2 billion. Adjusted earnings per share also improved 7% to $2.14 per share compared to $2 for Q4 of 2018. And previously in the quarter, Tesla did report deliveries uh, or vehicle deliveries of around 112,000 vehicles globally, which was a new best for the company uh, and significantly topped Wall Street estimates. Um, and then on their energy side of the business, on the energy storage and solar side, uh, the company said it deployed around 54 megawatts of solar in Q4, up sequentially by around 26%. Uh, and this represented about $436 million in revenue. So to conclude on Tesla, uh, they did provide some optimistic guidance for 2020, saying the vehicle deliveries uh, should comfortably exceed 500,000 units uh, for 2020, which would re represent an increase of about 36% from 2019 deliveries. Uh, and the company also made note that its solar storage deployments division should grow at least 50% in 2020. Looking at the company's balance sheet, they have a net debt position of around $7.1 billion and are currently valued with a trailing enterprise value to adjusted EBITDA multiple of over 50 times, which indicates the company is very pricey right now uh, as the market is clearly anticipating a lot of growth uh, going forward. Now, it is positive to see that Tesla has been improving its business operations by delivering more cars and expanding its other business segment. But I believe that the huge share price appreciation in such a short period of time has not only been fueled by the recent positive news, but also investors fear of missing out on the possibility of more gains, but also a typical short seller squeeze taking place here. Uh, as many listeners are probably aware, Tesla has had a large outstanding short interest on the stock for some time. And just this past Monday, approximately 18% of the total shares available to trade on Tesla were short, meaning that these speculators and investors were trying to profit by selling the stock at a higher price and buying it back at a lower level once the stock fell. But as the stock continued its climb higher and these positions began to lose money, many of them ended up buying back the stock to close out their position, evidently causing more buying pressure to propel the stock even higher uh, to, in my opinion, unjustifiable heights. So there's no doubt that Tesla is an interesting business and has, poten or, and has the potential to disrupt the automotive industry. But Considering its inconsistent profitability and very expensive current valuation, we remain on the sidelines with the stock. 
All in all, the company's tremendous share price performance over the past week and months make it our star of the week. Well, it's 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 quite the story, obviously, Tesla. Uh, one thing I will say is that this is a company right now that is not trading on financial performance and financial condition. Uh, this is a company that's trading on future expectations. So people that are buying the stock are really making a bet that at some point, Tesla is going to transition into consistent profitability and basically completely dominate the electric car industry, which they are dominating it now, but whereby the electric car industry can dominate the automobile industry and, and Tesla would be right at the top of it. And certainly, I mean, the company's performance and track record from an engineering perspective has been great. I mean, I've considered a Tesla myself at some point in the future, but um, financially, it's not a company that Keystone would would uh, purchase. Basically, as a result of lack of profitability, the revenue growth has been excellent. Typically, in the past, the only time they put out a profitable quarter is when they release a new vehicle, and then this year they they surprise the market with two profitable quarters back to back. So that's a good sign. But we're not confident that it's going to be consistently profitable yet. Another thing to consider on Tesla as well is that it does have a fairly levered balance sheet. So by my uh, by my calculations here, the debt to EBITDA is um, just under four, about three point five to four times, which is high. Um, I'd consider that high, and the debt to equity is about two point two, which I'd also consider high. So it's um it's a very interesting company. Uh, I would consider it somewhat of a speculation because you're really betting on on what the company's going to look like in five to ten years. But I mean, certainly anybody who's put their money with it is 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 happy. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Uh, I mean, if with the levered balance sheet, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, I would be recommending them to raise some capital at current prices, if you could get capital at current prices in the market, given the valuation on the stock. Um, if you look at Tesla's market cap at the close on Tuesday, I believe it was $160 billion. That's not too far off the market, like the uh, the leader the, in the car market, which would be Toyota at uh, 200 billion. So I mean, for me, uh, right now Tesla is being priced as the leader and not only the leader in the electric car market, but also a dominant supplier in the future for EV batteries. Really, so like the two businesses of this company are being priced to um to dominate their markets for sure over the long term and you know there's a lot of faith that you've got to put in the business doing that uh to to be buying it at current prices um it doesn't meet our criteria in terms of the valuations right now but you know it's a company that we continue to to monitor and watch um Again, the company, we went to bed last night with it having a market cap worth more than Netflix, Nike, and McDonald's. So, you know, those are some pretty huge companies, and uh, Tesla has market caps that are higher than those. So, uh, you know, you got to take that into consideration. And, and it looks like that, you know, they're pricing right now for somewhat dominance in both their markets that they're in. And they're not... You know, I mean, they're dominant in the electric car market, but the electric car market is still a smaller percentage of the overall car market. So, uh, you know, they can capitalize on that market growing significantly, and we are seeing a huge push towards that. But uh, they're certainly right now priced for them, uh, you know, hitting it out of the park in both areas. So uh, the investors should know that. Again, I think that... Uh, 
that'll close out our show for this week. I'd like to thank my co-host for co-hosting with me, Brennan and Aaron. Thank you. And I'd like to encourage you to keep your questions into our Your Stock, Our Take segments and our Ask Us Anything segments. We'll answer any questions financially related. Uh, so, again, I will uh, well, or I'll thank our listeners for listening and wish you profitable investing. Thank you all. Profitable investing. Thank you.